Hello, and welcome back to Idiot Alphabet Soup. We're back. It's us. We're the idiots. What do you know? It's 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. When we post this episode, it'll be like a full year of posting. Yeah, because it's our 26th episode, and and we post twice, two times, well, once every two weeks. Once every two weeks. (laughs) Man, it's... Like, honestly, I'm so impressed with us for keeping this up for a year. I was going to say, if it had just been me, I would have stopped a few weeks. <laughs> I know. I, and, like, I don't see us stopping. Like, it's so fun to just, like, talk about books. Also, it keeps me on track. And, like, I'm ashamed if I don't read a lot because then what am I going to be talking about in the potty? Yeah. Really nothing. It, like, it makes it makes me for sure read one book a month, which is good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like it's so fun talking about books with you too or like anything with you obviously but like yes and like we have our little mini life updates at the top of the potty and I love that because then we can look back on it and be like oh yeah we did that yeah I feel like it's a I haven't been great at journaling the past year and so I'm part of me is like what if everything I did this year is just lost to the ether but no it's uh archived in our life updates I mean, like, let's be real. Like, at this point, it's basically 20% life updates and maybe 80% book talk. Who knows? Yeah. Also, I mean, I think it's kind of good, though, Jenny, because, like, a lot of people who know us listen to the podcast. So that's they're, true. like, up to date in our lives. Yeah. Yes. It makes me feel better about not calling my mom more than I do because I'm like, she knows what's going on. She listens to the podcast. Also, I have a cold. Um, so my voice is going to sound a little whack, and my M's and N's are going to sound not like they're supposed to, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, you were so sick, like, the day before you left to go to Blacksburg, you had to stay home, and I had to go to D.C. by myself. Yeah, it was quite sad, but yeah, I woke up that morning with just, like, an insane headache. Uh, it's crazy, how much control, like, how much power your stupid sinuses have over your body. It's like, all they have to do is act up a little bit and suddenly you're miserable. Also, I don't understand (laughs) how my body is able to produce as much mucus as it does. Like, that's why I'm probably so tired when I have a cold. It's because my body is putting all its energy into making all this snot. (laughs) Mucus production. (laughs) Yeah, mucus production. Mucus. Mucus. Um, yeah, we were talking about this. Like, I feel like having a cold is kind of the worst kind of sick because theoretically you're, like, able enough to get your regular work done, but also not able enough to do it well. Yes. So you're kind of like, stuck in this, like, oh, I still have to go about my regular life, but I'm sick and miserable. Yeah, it's just, like, you just have to be genuinely miserable, but still, like, do everything. Which, like, you have the flu, you're still miserable, but you get to lie home, lie at home, in bed, curled up with your soup, and you don't have to do anything. That's um, true. What were you going to say, Catherine? <laughs> No, I was just going to talk about how, like, it was so fun to do, like, our first video podcast. Yes, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I propose anytime we're together, we try to make one of those if it makes sense. Yeah. We should well, we should ask our viewers, what did you think of the video podcast? Did you watch the video? Did you enjoy the video? How did you feel about it? Or, like, is... Oh, this is going to make me sad, but, like, is the podcast better when you don't see us? <laughs> Yeah, we would we we should like your feedback. Yeah. Even if it makes us sad. It makes us um, sad and we never record a podcast yeah. again. All this talk about how the podcast lasted so long and it's gonna keep going. Yeah. I feel like the only way I could see it ending now is if like either No, because we don't run out of things to talk about. Uh, no, not really. If one of us dies, we'll stop the podcast. One of us podcast. dies, or I feel like if one of us, it, it'll, who am I kidding? If you have a kid, um, like that could make it hard schedule wise, and we maybe would have to take a hiatus. But 
Yeah, or like if I did have a kid, it's just going to be part of the podcast. Like, True. If it cries, like, it you're just going to have to deal with it. A podcast that isn't crying is dying. <laughs> Do you think people understand that? I Probably not. Maybe we should explain. So like, it's a saying in the Catholic Church, like if the church isn't crying, it's dying. And it's not crying because people are in pain, to be clear. It's crying like babies are crying in the church. So, like, if there aren't any babies in the church, like, you kind of have a dying church. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of the church, we saw the most amazing, beautiful. Yes. You go. I. It was so... So, we went to the National Basilica on Sunday morning in Washington, D.C. Um, and, like... I knew it was probably going to be pretty, but I didn't, like, research that much into what it looked like. So we, we get there, and already the building is, like, beautiful. Ginormous. And we, ginormous. And we were walking up there, and I was like, oh, you know this is, like, a good building? Because the doors are not – did you notice that? They were not regular doors. They were, like, three inches thick. Oh, yeah. They were thick They were, doors. like, positively medieval. Yeah. Like, it was – Anyway, so they open these doors and you walk into the sanctuary and like my jaw dropped. It was so beautiful. Oh my word. Yeah, just like pure. I don't know. It was just like, there was just so much to look at. Like when the priest was preaching and he was doing his homily, I couldn't focus because there was just so much to look at. Yeah, like, like, like a... You could look up, you could look to the sides, to the other side, and it's like, oh, wow, and there's also a gazebo inside the church for some reason, and it was V-beautiful, like, it was crazy. Yeah, it was like, there was there was a gazebo, there was this big, like, painting situation of Jesus with flames going on, like, above, up, right above the gazebo, and then, like, there was all this stuff on the ceiling, like, there was so much to look at. And yeah. Like, when I was a kid growing up in Mennonite church, all I had to look at were the light fixtures. I would look at the light fixtures and I would be like, wow, that's a cool light fixture. But that was all I had. But now it's like, with this church, like, there was, if you were a kid in this church, there'd be so much to look at. And they had, like, a bunch of, like, saints on the ceilings and, like, carved on the sides. And, like, it was, it was just crazy. And then, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about how, like, there was the main, like, church. And then to the side, there were these alcoves that were dedicated for, yes, like, prayer. And, like, each little thing had its own theme. And it was just super beautiful in there, too. It was beautiful. And then so we're, like, standing there um, singing or whatever. Um, and there was an organ playing, like a pipe organ. And I was like, oh, I bet, like, they've got a really good pipe organ here. So I turn around, and there is, this pipe organ is enormous. Like, there were so many pipes, and it all sounded so beautiful, and it was so big. It was just like, whoa. It basically, like, took up the entire, like, second floor, like, in the back of, like, the church. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. Took up, yeah, like, the entire back of the church. And, oh, man. The pipe organ? It's such a beautiful instrument. Yeah. I should like to learn to play one, I think. And the woman who was like singing the psalm, the responsorial psalms and like the hymns, she was so good. She was so good. She had such a beautiful voice. It was just a very beautiful experience, I would say. Yes. Yeah. It Not was enough to convert me to Catholicism, nice. but like mad respect for you all. <laughs> the men and I never <laughs> do something like that. <laughs> yeah it was it was really nice i really liked it um the gift shop was a little too much for me the gift shop was a lot yeah yeah they had um like blessed lotion which is like why and like (laughs) maybe we can cut this out but like why would i want to rub jesus all over my body like that's just weird (laughs) it's like oh man you know what stopped since covid is like you know they they have like this um 
like this bowl of holy water that's like in front of the church and you like dip your hand in it and you like do the sign of the cross with it. Oh, yeah. I used to do that, but then I stopped because I'm like, oh, germs. Like, germs, yeah. Don't they still have that at the Shrine of St. Anthony? They do, but like, nope, hardly anyone ever touches it. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So like, in theory, would you have to like use holy water and then use hand sanitizer on top of the holy water? <laughs> Maybe they need to, like, have their own line of, like, holy hand sanitizer. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm blaspheming right now, but, like, I feel like if lotion is fair game, then hand sanitizer should be, too. I feel like it should be. And, like, the alcohol shouldn't be a problem because you all drink wine on Sundays. Yeah, I was going to say maybe they're worried that the hand sanitizer would turn into the blood of Christ, but it's not the fruit of the vine, so I think it should be okay. Yeah. What are we um, talking about? Girl, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're talking about our, our life update. We should talk about the Wizards game that we went to. Oh, right. Okay. Can I talk about that? Can I start it yes. off? You can start us okay. off. So um, a few weeks before Jenny came over to visit, um, we were thinking about activities that we should do, and she had the idea of going to a Wizards game. Well, our friend um, Zach actually suggested it. Oh, wait. Did he suggest it? Yeah. Oh, he and then we did. Decided, and oh, we were like, so oh, yeah, we should actually do it. Yeah. And anyway, Jenny got me tickets for Christmas, and it was really nice. And we wore um, the merch, but it was like the T-shirt, but then the guy wasn't on the team anymore, and that's why it was cheaper. But we didn't know because we didn't know anything about the Washington Wizards. Anyway, uh, the we watched a game, and we lost by 20 points, but we're now diehard Wizard fans, and we love them so much. And you can talk love about them Mr. Handsome. So much. And um, while we were watching, there was this one player and we were like, wow, he is really handsome. And we didn't know his name, so we just called him Mr. Handsome. Um, but it turns out his name is Denny Advia. And he is quite handsome. And I would say pretty, pretty good. One of the better players on the team, probably. I'm and he wears zany said, shoes. And he wears zany shoes. They're pink sometimes. Um, and I'm convinced that every time he is on the court, the team does better. But maybe that's actually not the case. Who knows? I don't know basketball. But we've been watching a bunch of their games since then. Right. And after we record this podcast, we are going to watch a game of theirs. Yes. Um, and who knows if they're, they'll win or lose. Based on their track record, they'll probably lose. But that's okay. What's fun about like supporting these people is that they always lose. <laughs> Yeah, what I find so funny about this is that, like, maybe, like, five months ago, maybe it was, like, six, no, it was, like, in the summer. Yeah. We were, like, oh, you know what would be so funny is if we, like, chose a really bad basketball team to be fans of, and we just were, like, diehard fans of them. And so I think, I think they looked up and it, it, it said, like, the Pistons maybe were the worst teams. We were, like, oh, we should be yeah. Pistons fans. Um, and then that, like, nothing ever came of that. But now we're Wizards fans. And Which is almost as bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. funny. We watched the last game we watched of theirs was against the uh Cavaliers. And it was Denny Advia, Mr. Handsome's birthday, and they lost by 40 points. It was, it was so funny. Oh man, the we did watch one game where they won though, which was really convenient because um, Catherine's husband Luke had said that he would buy us Taco Bell the next day if they won because he didn't think they would win, and they yeah didn't. because he's a he's a hater. The he the last Washington Wizards game he was it uh, he's been to. Luke said that they were up by twenty points going into the fourth quarter, and then they still lost. <laughs> and I thought that's hilarious. So now he hates them. But we love them. We do love them. I should like to get Mr. Handsome's jersey, but the only the only ones they had available were all the jerseys that I don't like. There's one jersey that I really like. It's like black with the like teal on it. Um, but I wasn't able to find that with of Mr. Handsome's, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree that that is their best jersey. Before we talk more about, well, we haven't really talked about books at all yet, but I want to talk about Delaware because I loved it. 
Yes, that was a lot of fun. Um, so Catherine had the brilliant idea for us to go to this estate in Delaware um, that the DuPonts built called Nemours. Although we, we kept calling it Nemours, but I'm pretty sure it's actually Nemours because that's how the old man at the front door said it. Um, that was also... Chacoutrie. That was also really beautiful. We did a lot of looking at beautiful things, I feel like, this, yeah. this Christmas. I think so. They had a yeah. whole bowling alley um, in their basement. Also a whole boiler room and a yeah. whole ice plant. Yeah, they had crazy. like a whole ice making facility in their basement. Um, and also a shuffleboard. And literally every old person, did you notice this, Catherine? Every old person that walked <laughs> past that shuffleboard went, oh, this is a really long shuffleboard. Back in my day, there used to be one of these in every bar. And sometimes you could win free drinks. <laughs> I heard, like three separate old people say that. You know what was like so funny to me, though? What? It was like every freaking tour guide in that mansion was like, Mr. DuPont was a man of humble tastes while we're in his, like, mega million mansion. In, yes. Where, like, like everything is encrusted in gold and, like, every, like, every tiny thing is, like, the most priceless, priceless thing that's, like, worth more than my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. He had modest tastes. tastes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, he was a man of model taste. His office was in the basement. His office was bigger than my grad student apartment. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, you're oh, so man. modest. Uh, whatever. Um, pop off, I guess. Love that for you. Yeah. I was honestly not expecting much from the inside of the house. I thought the grounds were what was going to be, like, the main draw. And, like, the grounds were nice, but they weren't, like, jaw-dropping. But then right. the inside of the house was just like, wow. It was like, like peak, amazing. It felt like peak Gilded Age opulence, but I, I don't know if that's actually the case. You know where people should go if they're really into grounds is Longwood Gardens. Yes, Longwood Gardens is so beautiful. Like, it's literally like the most beautiful garden I've ever been to in my life. Probably. Yeah, like you should go to Longwood Gardens for the grounds, and you should go to Nemours for the house. That's what I think. Definitely, I think it helped too that we were there around Christmas time, so they had all their like Christmas decor up. And oh yeah, I just I love Christmas decor. Yeah, it was really nice, and like I don't know, I if you somehow like won a billion dollars, like that would be what your house would look like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's uh, still old-fashioned, but, like, it was probably worth a billion dollars or something. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, that is all. We went, afterwards, we went to this bookstore, and everybody, not everybody, but most of the people there were, like... Unwashed. Unwashed. And all, like, congregating in, in the anime section. Or, sorry, not anime. That's the that's the films. Um, the manga section. <laughs> She's accurate. Okay. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be a hater, I gotta be a hater correctly. Very nice. Um, let's talk about our tech free nights. Yes. Cause those nights slapped, if those I nights may say. They did slap. They popped off. They popped uh, off. We were cooking. We we're cooking yes. a lot. So Catherine and I did this thing when we were hanging out where every once in a while we'd have what we called a tech free night where we put our phones away we didn't we weren't like watching anything on tv or on our laptops and we yeah just like had an evening that was completely screen free um and so like the one time we just sat and read together for a while or we did a lot of or we did some puzzles or we were like putting together um painting and putting together a little like wooden puzzle which was really fun yes yeah um we also well, like, I forgot what I was going to say, Jenny. You gestured for me to say something, and I don't know what to say. Um, I don't know. I quite like tech-free nights. I also like the, the like, objects that come with tech-free nights. Like, you always make yourself a hot cocoa, and I'm not a hot cocoa person. I just like to take two sips, and I'm good. But I like the smell. Yeah, 
So it kind of works out because then we just do like one hot cocoa between the two of us and she takes two sips and I drink the rest. <laughs> We'd often like make popcorn too. That was fun. Yes. Oh, we need to do that sometime again. Yeah. Honestly, if tech free. Oh, sorry. You go. I was going to say we should make it a regular habit. What were you saying? Oh, I was going to say that like tech free nights are is such a cozy way to spend like the winter season. Yes. Like I feel like it's easier to buckle down and like do something tech free when like it's all cold and you're cozy and you're just doing your old people things. Yes. And like it was really nice to just put my phone away and like not think about it at all. Yeah. Uh, and, like, not be checking to see if I have any messages, not be, like, doom-scrolling on Instagram. Just, like, put it away and, like, enjoy the moment right now. It was really nice. I think it was really easy when it was with when it was with you, like, if both of us did the same thing. Because if it was just me, I would get bored. Oh, I'd want to doom-scroll. Yeah, if it was just me alone, it would be really hard. Yeah, but we would go, like, four or five hours without our phone. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, and, like, honestly, I wouldn't miss it at all. It was really nice. Really, really nice. Um, okay. I propose we... Oh, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. I was going to start talking about the train. Oh, yeah, talk about the train. Okay, and then... So, I I took the train back yesterday evening. So, like, I got on at, like, 5. I was worried I was going to miss it, but I got there in time. Got on as they were doing the last call. That was exciting. Anyway... So I'm on the train from Washington, D.C. to Roanoke. We're chug-a-lugging along. All of a sudden, outside Manassas, we, like, come to a pretty abrupt stop, about as abrupt as you can do on a train, you know, because it's a big hunk of steel. So we come to an abrupt stop, and we're all like, what's going on? Like, literally, we just had a stop. Like, why are we stopped here? And the train man gets on on his little intercom, and he's like, yeah, so, um... We're going to have a delay. We just hit a car and we need to check and make sure that everyone's okay. And oh I'm my like, gosh. What? And I, I looked out the window and I could see that like, yeah, I actually had a really good, really good view from where I was. Um, but yeah, there was like, we were at a railroad crossing and like there were lines of cars waiting for our train to go by. But we were, yeah, we were just stopped there. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean? You're going to go check and make sure everyone's okay. We are in a train and they are in a car. If our train hit their car, there is no way on earth they can be okay, is how I was thinking. But somehow, and like, praise the Lord for this, Jesus, you do amazing things. But like, somehow this person was fine. I could see the car actually out my window. And it like, it was a bit, like, it was a bit smushed on the like, the nose, and, like, a bit dinged on the butt, but it was, like, I saw the person who was in the accident, and, like, yeah, they were, like, standing up, they walked away, they, someone, like, gave them some blankets and stuff, and they got, they might have had whiplash or something, I don't know, they got in the fire truck that showed up, and, like, drove away in that, but, yeah, this person was okay after getting literally hit by a train. I don't, I don't know how that happens, um, but I'm glad they were okay because now, like, I don't feel bad about A, telling everybody that the train hit a car, and B, like, being a little bit annoyed at them. Like, how how did that happen? Because I looked at the guards that were down to, like, keep your tra- keep your car from getting on the train tracks. They were well away from the train tracks. I feel like even if you stuck your nose under there, you wouldn't be near the train. So I have no idea how this person ended up in a situation where, like... The, the front of their car got caught by the train. I don't know how that happens. My theory is they tried to suicide, but they changed their minds. Ooh, maybe so. Or one of them went crazy. Like they had a little psychotic episode. Mm, maybe. And then well, the passenger like took control of the car and it was like very yeah. dramatic. There was, there was only one person. There was oh. only one person in it. <gasps> they had DID. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're okay, at least physically. I don't know how they're doing mentally. Um, but I hope 
I hope they're okay. I hope so too. Well, like imagine how crazy it would be to like show up to your friend's house and be like, sorry, I was late. I got hit by a train. I know. I would be so embarrassed just knowing that there's a train full of people that are now like an hour delayed because of me and they all hate me and they're all watching me out their windows. I don't know. I always thought about that. Like, you know, sometimes you're like on the freeway and you see an accident and it's like really bad and like there are like 10 ambulances and like fire trucks or whatever. It's like, oh no, you're dead. Like, I guess, like I forgive you for making me late because you're dead. Yeah. You had a bad day, you know? That's how I would have felt if this person had died. But the fact that they walked away from the accident, I'm like... Okay, now I have free license to hate you. Oh man, oh, man. that was that was wild. Yeah, um, that's so funny. Yeah, love you though, and I hope you're doing great. Whoever I you are, hope so as well. Okay, and Catherine, you have some exciting news or exciting fun things that are going on. You want to talk about that? Yes. Um. So. On Thursday, my manager took me aside and he was like, I know that you want a little more responsibility this year, which is like kind of true. I do want more responsibility, but it's like not completely altruistic. Like I also want a really good performance review. Um, so that's why I do good at my job. I feel like that's not rude to say. Like, that's not uh, rude to say. Yeah, to- totally. Okay. Um, and he was like, well, we have a new hire coming and they're going to be here for four months and then they're going to rotate to another team. And so if you would like to be this person's manager, that would be great. And I said, yes. So your girl's in charge of somebody in like a couple weeks. That's wild, but like so awesome. So exciting. Yeah. Um, and I think he's Chinese based on the name that I was given. I'm not going to say it. But it is so funny. <laughs> um, it is. It is an amusing name. Uh, what are What are you most nervous about? I'm worried that they're not going to be competent, and I have to clean up their mess. Mm. Like if they don't finish their their deliverables on time, like that's kind of on me because I wasn't like present enough, or like I wasn't guiding them enough, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, like. They're competent. They don't even have to be likable. They just have to love me. <laughs> That's I all I am ask. I'm sure they will. I feel like it would be difficult for them not to. As long as you don't, like, yell at them. Which, you're not a yeller by nature. No, I'm not a yellow yeller by nature. Okay, so what we're going to be talking about today is our reading grids and, like, what, maybe a little bit of what I thought was behind some of the challenges and what we're planning to read for the challenges. Um, but that's like for both of us, that's only one of several, um, New Year's resolutions that we have. So do you, what are your like fun, exciting New Year's resolutions you want to talk about, Catherine? Okay. Number one, I want to learn how to sew this year. Um, and there's like a pretty embarrassing story related to that because like, I don't know, well, I've learned sewing in home ec in like grade school, but I don't know much. Um, so I asked Jenny, like, oh, what kind of sewing machine should I get? And she's like, oh, you should ask my mom. And so I text good old Mrs. Smucker, like, hey, I'm, one of my New Year's resolutions is learning how to sew. Do you know of any good sewing machines? And then, like, okay, this is the plight of somebody who's, like, learned English through speaking and hearing and not writing because I spelled the word so s-o-w like I'm sowing seeds into the ground and it was so embarrassing but I'm sorry like that was just how it is and I'm, I'm like sorry and then I like immediately hurry to edit the the mistake out but I saw bubbles and she already saw it she's texting me back and she's like before you corrected your thing I was gonna send you this and she sends you a picture of a plow or something I don't know farm equipment either but like it was some type of farming equipment you're laughing <laughs> so funny uh, um, I was there when you texted her that and you freaked out I was like oh no <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I think I think you're going to really enjoy sewing. Cuz I hope uh, so too. 
Yeah. I feel like it'll work because you're the type you like to like put together puzzles and like things where each piece fits in a specific spot and like you get everything together into a whole picture. Mm -hmm. And sewing is like doing that, but with like cloth, basically, I think. I hope so. I'm really excited. Um, And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Oh, another. Oh, sorry. I was going to say one of mine is to do every mini crossword, every New York Times mini crossword this year. So usually I like to do those in the morning, but I often skip some of them. So this year I may not do them every day, but I'm going to make sure I at least like do all of them. So I make sure and always catch up. Very nice. I do the mini crossword too, not as religiously, but I always do a lot of them in a row um, some days. Um. Uh, another New Year's resolution I have is memorizing the book of Proverbs. Yes, this is one that you and I are both doing. Just going to be, is going to be fun. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so I was, this was, this was my idea. I'm just going to take full credit. (laughs) Um, because I was trying to think of some, like, scripture related, like, challenge to do. Um, cause I read the Bible in a year last year, but this year I wanted to like try and focus in more. And I remembered how, when I was a kid, I would go to these ACE conventions, which is like where a bunch of people who use the same curriculum as me would get together, compete in a bunch of different things. And one of the things you could win an award for was memorizing the whole book of Proverbs. Uh, and at that point I was like, why would anyone ever want to do that? And now I'm like, you know what? I think I could memorize the whole book of Proverbs. So and then, and then I told you about it, and you were like, oh, we can totally do that. So Catherine and I yeah. are working on it. We're still in Chapter 1, we've, but we've got, like, 22 verses memorized in Chapter 1. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that is still impressive. I think we can do it, and it'll be good. Um, okay, so should we, talk about, should we talk about our reading grids? Yes. And, like, what's up with those? Yes. Um, okay. And also, if you're, you can still join in the challenge at any time. So if you want to get like a PDF copy of these grids, um, go to our Instagram and click on the link in our bio to go to a Google form, fill that out, and I'll, we'll send you the grids. So if you're intrigued by this, you can go ahead and do it. And also, you can get the grids even if you don't think you'll be able to complete them. If you just want to do a few of them, you should still sign up. It'll make us yeah. happy. If you want to read, just read with us. Yeah, just yeah, just read with us. We just want somebody to read with us. <laughs> totally. All right, Jenny. You have a brick of a row. And it's the row where you have to complete all of the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. Um that's gonna it's gonna be a tough one. So Part of it is that, like, I, do, I want to read the, reread the Lord of the Rings series this year. Um, and uh, we had discussed this when I was making the grid. Like, should we make it all, like, all three into one challenge or do it into three? And I ended up just putting it all into one. I uh, kind of regret that now. But yeah, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is in there. And you do have to read the whole trilogy to cross that out. But if you end up skimming some sections, I will not judge you because likely I will too. Yeah, it's also in the same row as read two books by authors who are related. And like yeah. in my mind, I only know like the Bronte sisters. <laughs> I was looking that up because I, I put that Ooh. in there because I was like, oh, I think that'll be cool. Or um, girl, you know what you could do? What? Sorry, you could read Angela's Ashes by Frank McCourt because his brother is also a writer. Ooh, yeah. Or you could read a book by Dorcas Smucker and also read a book by Emily Smucker because they are mother and daughter. Um, Yeah, that is also a really great idea. Or I'm trying to think, the Bronte sisters? Um, Yeah, I was looking some up earlier um like authors who are related and now that i i don't like remember um any of it besides so the woman who wrote the color purple um has her like her daughter is also an author i think um 
I think like they're they're out there. You just have to like do a bit of research on that, which is kind of annoying. Um, part of me regrets doing that one, but I thought it would be cool, so I put it in there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there aren't a lot of authors where like they're both equally famous. Yeah. Yeah. It's I usually know. like a really famous one and then like s- people who read the other one because they're related maybe. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that that often is how it is. The There's this author who I think is a Christian author because the only people I've ever heard about reading his books are Christian. His name was Frank Peretti. Um, he hmm. wrote a book with his daughter and I think his daughter might also be an author. So I don't know, maybe her. Um, or surely there's also some couples, like people who are married, who are both authors. Is that related? Like, I, I wouldn't say my husband's related. related to me. Well, once you're married, I feel like you're family. Yeah, but we're not related. Like, this isn't Alabama, Jenny. It, it, you're tr- That's true. But, like, if you read a book by a woman and her sister-in-law, I feel like- They're not related. Like- they're related enough for this challenge. <laughs> Where's the asterisk in this challenge? Asterisk um, can't include sister-in-laws. Man. What about stepsisters? Can, are they related? I count stepsisters. Yeah. Tell me some stepsister authors, Catherine. I was just making conversation. You know, your mother taught me that really a conversation is like passing a ball around. And I was just passing you the ball. All right. Thanks for that. Also, to be clear, we're not actually fighting. Oh, man. All right. You have a couple... You have, like, a collection of doozies (laughs) on yours. Um, Yeah. You have to, to read a book from BC, which is, like, the era BC, for those of you who are unclear if you were if you were looking at the grid um then you have to have to read a book from 0 to 1500 AD and yep. then a book published in the 1500s 1600s 1700s 1800s and 1900s yeah so, like we're going all over the eras with these books honestly it's not that much i don't think it's that difficult to read something from the 18 or 1900s yeah, especially the 1900s. Like, that one... Yeah. That one's gonna be easy. Yeah, like, you could do um, a 1999. Yeah. Like, I think the 1900s one, that's just gonna come in with, like, other things that I read. Maybe even 1800s, especially... When did the Brontes write their books? Was that in the 1800s? I or have was that no in idea. The, 1700s? the Brontes will help me in either the 1800s or the 1700s, if I end up reading them for siblings. Yeah. And 1700s, I feel like if you can read the 1800s, the 1700s isn't that much of a stretch. Yeah, but the doozies... Tip is, if you don't want to read, like, super difficult English, what you could do is you could read something that was not in English and read a translation. Such a good idea. Yeah. That's a very good idea. A little Russian author. I actually don't know when the Russians made their most famous books but like just find something that's not in english and then read it in english yeah um the, the 1600s is tough 1600s and 1500s are gonna be tough yeah 1500s you can read the prince by machiavelli you could read some shakespeare plays um true i'm sorry about that but like you know they got some good quotes in there probably yeah um, you know reading shakespeare isn't too bad um, I think it's bad. Okay. <laughs> to read this book. Did I tell you about this? It was called No Fear Shakespeare. Oh, is that where it has like the shakes the regular Shakespeare on one side and like the translated text on the other? Yes. Oh, okay. And I read three Shakespeare English. plays like that. And I was like, wow, I have no idea what this left side says. <laughs> Man, I feel like if you read them now, you'd be fine though. Is my I probably. Although probably. I do feel like some, I haven't read a lot, but some of them are, are easier than others. Yeah. You could read um, Paradise Lost With Me by uh, Milton. Is that a 1500s I, one? Um, let me check. I'm pretty sure it's like really 
old, but I'm not entirely certain. Yeah, it was 1667. Ha. There you, you go. You also have um, Pensies by Descartes that was 1600s that I gave yeah. you. Yeah, that's um, a good one because then you can also cross off Rita classic philosopher uh philosophy book yeah and for Um, bc like literally any work by plato yeah which i recently picked up a book uh, a small book by plato um and one of our caveats here um is that like for most of the books we're saying it has to be at least 100 pages but if it's a philosophy book or poetry book under 100 pages is fine so yeah because the Plato one I have is like 74 pages, but I don't know if I can do more than that. Because, <laughs> like, philosophy is really difficult. You read one page and it feels like you've been through 10. Yeah. Um, for, and then, yeah, so you have read a book from 0 to 1500 AD then, which I think I'm going to do The Inferno by Dante. Oh, that's a good one. Because it's been sitting on my bookshelf for a while. It kind of, it always kind of feels like anything before the 1800s is, like, really old. 1800s to, like, 1950 is old. And then, like, 1950 to now is, like, okay, just read it. Yeah. So this is like, going to be... I think so. What are you going to do for your square that's, like, biography? Um, You know, I'm not really, I'm not 100% sure yet. But I'm thinking... Um, I'm going to combine it. I have also one that's think of a topic you want to learn more about and then find a book about it and read it because so while we were, um, like while we were, while I was visiting you is what I was trying to say. Um, while you were working, I would like go around to different Smithsonian's and I spent some time at the national portrait gallery and there were a lot of portraits of this guy, John Quincy Adams. And I'll be honest, I only knew that he ever was president of the United States, like the sixth or maybe the seventh. I don't quite remember. But he did a lot more than that. And his portrait like kept popping up in all these places. And I was like, you know what? This John Quincy Adams sounds like an interesting guy. I want to learn more about him. Um, so I am wanting to read a biography of John Quincy Adams. I have one that is on my wish list on thrift books. However... <laughs> Another one of my challenges is to go a month without buying any books, and I'm trying to do that in January, which is a little rough, especially with like brighter winter going on, because I'm like being like, oh, I need to buy books for that. But I'm going to hold off on buying books um, until then. But yeah, I think I'm going to read a biography of John Quincy Adams. That sounds great. For that, I think I'm reading the biography that I bought from that one bookstore in Delaware um, about Laura Ingalls. Ooh, that's a good one. Did yeah. you... You read... Okay, we were talking about this. You read The Little House on the Prairie books when you were a kid. Loved Little House on the Prairie. I also loved Little House on the Prairie. But dad, who... Like, her dad is, like, super irresponsible, and he should just, like, get a job and, like, not put his family through all that. Yeah, in my I opinion, agree. I should go back and reread those books because those are the, like those are the type of those are books that my like I never really I'm starting all these sentences and not finishing them. Um, they were always read to me like I never actually read them myself. Um, ah, so like they were the type that my my dad would read us like bedtime stories. Me and my brothers closest to me. Um. And so, like, we, he read through all of those books. Mm-hmm. Like, read them all to us. And then also, we read them at school sometimes. Or, like, had them read to us for story time at school sometimes. That's nice. Um, My parents never read to me. Really? That, would, that just, that wasn't a thing. And, yeah. like, at school, we didn't have story time. Um, but I did read um, the Little House books in, in like, a mad order. Because, like, so for context, in the Philippines growing up, there was only one bookstore chain in my hometown. It was called National Bookstore. And, like, they didn't have, like, a lot of classics. They had a lot of, like, new books. But, like, 
it, we didn't really have like the little house books. And so me and my mom, we would go to this other bookstore. It was called Book Sale. <laughs> and it was kind of sketchy because like clearly all of these books were like donated and like from America, but they would like sell them at like a discounted price or whatever. Okay. Um, and so I would just like scour these shelves and be like, oh, another little house book. So I think I started with like on the shores of Silver Lake or something. And I'd be like, yeah. And so like, it would be so funny because it's like, ooh, is Mary going to be blind in this one or no? Is there going to be that random fourth sister or no? (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, yeah, I think I read, um, I forget the name of that. There was like that one book where like, Laura and El Manzo get engaged. Right. Um, yeah, I forget the name of that, but like I'd read that and then the next one would be like Little House on the Prairie. And I'd be like, she's a child. Like, what is going on? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And they'd be like all from different editions too. So like it didn't like look all nice and neat. They were all like kind of <laughs> man messed up. But yeah. Love those books. Love that. We also have some fun ones about like getting people to recommend books to us. Books recommended by some celebrities, but then also like you have one that's read a book recommended by a person you barely know. But so like you don't know if you can trust their reading taste. Oh um, yeah, that's that's really good. I got a couple ideas. I yeah. can ask people from work. Um, I have to read a book recommended by a librarian or bookstore worker. Oh, that's a good one because I did that. Um, one time. Oh, right. And that's how you ended up reading This Is Your Mind on Plants, right? Right. Because, like, this lady at the Barnes & Noble was like, oh, my gosh, like, you have to get this book. And, like, she was talking to me a lot. And I was just like, oh, this is so awkward. Like, maybe if I buy this book, you just leave me alone. And so I did. And it was a good book. It was a really good book. And she had great recommendations. I just wish she wasn't, like, in my face all the time. What if I didn't want it? Yeah. Yeah. I also have read a book that makes you uncomfortable, which I think will be fun. I don't know yet what I'll do for that one. Probably that'll probably be the philosophy book. I got a difficult a difficult one. It's like read a, f- a Filipino book. A oh Filipino yes, read classic. a fil- Filipino classic, but English translation. LOL. Yeah, because I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast. Like, I grew up in the Philippines, was raised in the Philippines, don't know a lot of Filipino. Yeah. Like, uh, we had to take a national test once, and I was, like, in the 30th, 35th percentile of, like, Filipino. <laughs> that is Just hilarious. So awful. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's going to be I know, Yeah. One. I know what my own native the- language, but, like, Filipino is hard. Yeah. What even yeah. are the Filipino classics? So, a lot of them are, like, pre-liberation so like um there's this guy his name's jose rizal and he's like if you're thinking national hero like he is the national hero and he wrote a bunch of books in filipino which was never done because before like educated people would only write in spanish he wrote a book in filipino about like corruption like spanish corruption or whatever and, like, he got arrested for it, and he was, like, put to death for it. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And, like, that was kind of the turning point because he was the one and, like, a bunch of other like-minded individuals. They, like, decided to not only appeal to, like, the working class, they also wanted to, like, appeal to educated Filipinos. Be like, this isn't right. And, like, we're reaping benefits that others don't kind of thing. That's um, very cool. Yeah, so very cool, very cool, very swag. Love that guy. Um, I'll probably read something of his. Because in high school, we were required to read them, um, but we just never got through the whole book. So You also have a challenge that is um, to look up 10 words you don't understand. And oh, I, that's easy. Yeah, I already started on that one. I had to Google the word louche. I think it's louche, L-O-U-C-H-E. Which what means that? Um, disreputable or sordid in a rakish or appealing way. Like the louche world of the theater. 
The theater. The theater. Chakutrie. Would you like some chakutrie before you go to the theater? We should watch more ballets. We is should. my proposal. We should watch more ballets. We should watch more basketball. Also, we should try out fun restaurants. Yes. In okay. What? To close out the podcast. Yes. Shall we tell them about what we Book do soup. if we won the lottery? Yes. Yes. You all have to know. You all have to know about this. Yes. Because it is quite possibly like the best idea we've had ever in a while. So we know that like every book nerd's dream is to open their own bookstore or like yes bookshop. Um, and Catherine, so Catherine and I discussed this every once in a while, but we were like actually discussing it. We were like, if we, if we won the lottery, cause in our heads, that's the only way we could ever get the money to do this. Like what, what would be happening with our bookstore? Right. And so we're talking about like, oh, you know, affordability, whatever. And then we're like, well, what would the name be? And so like, I said, yeah, book soup, book soup, kind of a play on like idiots alphabet soup, but books. And we're like, oh yeah, book soup. That's good. What if we actually also <laughs> serve soup? Because we talked about the idea of like a cafe and bookstore, but now mm-hmm. our idea is half used bookstore. Half, half soup soup restaurant so like you could eat your soup and read your books um and like there the soup would be affordable the books would be affordable because we're rich so we don't need lots of money because we've won the lottery <laughs> right and like we're we want to make our bookstore like super cozy lots of places to sit and just relax yes and also we'd want to like try to put like what am I saying try to pour back into the community wherever we are and do like reading programs for kids where like oh you read a certain amount of books in the summer and then you get a free book that sort of thing yes um yeah I was thinking about about it like they probably don't want free soup do they probably not but I mean maybe maybe if they don't know where um their next meal is coming from they should like a bowl of hot soup Maybe so. And like, I propose in the summers, we also have ice cream because ice cream can be a type of soup. Yes. Or lemonade. Yes. Yes. So our, our idea is that we would just we just have like three or four kinds of soup. And like, um, so we keep it simple, but we make them like the best soups ever. But then one soup, we like rotate out monthly and we make it like a literary themed soup um yes yes so i don't know quite exactly what a literary themed soup would be like but <gasps> we'll, we'll figure it out also this made me this reminds me of like this thing that happens in dc sometimes where like you watch a movie but then you eat food that's like associated with the movie i feel like we could do like s- some type of event where like everyone reads this book and then they all get together and they eat stuff from the book yes that's a great like idea. that's especially if this book is like food themed yeah that'd be really cool yeah yes anyway, anyway that's our dream if anyone wants to give us like a million dollars or i don't know how many how many dollars it would take to start this bookshop but if anyone wants to give us the amount of money it would make take to start this bookshop like let us know please anyway this has been idiots alphabet soup Baboosh. Baboosh.